This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Hello, welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm your co-host, Pastor Eric Parfell. Along with me, joining is my uh, senior pastor, Pastor Bill McMahon. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to do a little bit different of a podcast today uh, because I'm reading a book, which is podcast worthy because I don't read a whole lot of books. Yeah, but when I is. do read a book, I get to host a podcast. So this is kind of big for me. Uh, the book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, I'm listening to it by Audible. I'm not sponsored by Audible yet, but... Maybe that day will come. Um, and this is something I kind of struggle with and I'm kind of working on. In our previous uh, podcast, if you go back and watch that, all about time management, something else I've been working on in recent weeks. And so time management and habits um, are definitely going to go hand in I hand. I think so. Yeah, so for sure. we kind of want to um, shoot it out to you guys. I mean, sh- certainly I recommend the book. But uh, talk about some of the principles that the book talks about and then give you our own thoughts on it as well. Um, as far as habits, both good, how to start good habits and bad, how to break bad habits. Yeah. Well, so. one thing you were talking to me about when we were talking about it was just the power of identity. So mm-hmm. uh, like a young man, I talked to him about, he was really struggling with a form of addiction. So I was talking to him and I told him, I said, look, man, you got to decide who you want to be. Like right. what direction do you really want to go? Is this really what you want to be? Is this really what you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. What do you want to be? Be that person. Because I think a lot of times that's what it comes down to is like people struggle and they flounder around because they don't really know who who do I really want to be? How do I really want to come across? And that's that's worthy to me right. of thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, on that note, you kind of got it. So what'd you tell him? Let me ask that. I didn't. I told him to figure out who he wants to be and he's got to decide that. Like I can't tell him okay. who he wants to be. I mean, that's something that he has to do and he realizes it. But I said, all this is bringing you no happiness. Like what you're doing is destructive. Mm-hmm. It's ruinous. Mm-hmm. It, it's yes, it's short-term pleasure in that it makes you feel good for a time, but then afterwards it doesn't bring anything fruitful. Exactly. So because right. of that, and that's not who you want to be, that's not what you want to accomplish in life, you need to let it go and learn to just hate it. Like this is this is leading me nowhere. Like my brother, who was an alcoholic, my younger brother for mm. a while, I asked him one day years later after he quit drinking and he drank for like 10 years. Mm. And I said, do you ever have a beer or anything like that? He goes, Bill, it never did one good thing for me. So no. Because he realized there's no good that's going to come of it, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Hmm. Yeah. No, it is good to have that. You kind of got to place your identity in something, too. Right. Uh, whether it is I am currently an alcoholic or I used to be. Right. And and so once you have that mindset shift, really, and you put it in your in the past tense, it helps you, especially if you hear yourself say it and you, or, you, know, you testify and kind of tell other people, that's something I used to do. It kind of helps you change your brain and change how you think about it as well. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. As far as like that's something I used to do. What do I do now? And you got to have like a, a probably more positive identity um, identifying something you right. do more like, constructive, I more productive. do not consider myself a runner. Mm-hmm. But I'm a guy who runs. And I think there's a lot of difference in that. Like are you a runner? 
I mean, if you consider running three times a week, three miles each time a runner, then okay. I would consider I, that a runner. I don't. Yes. I look at runners like, no, I mean, they run for miles and they do races all the time. But because of that thinking, I'm not worried about my times. I'm not worried about mm-hmm. getting better. I'm not worried about running 5Ks. The only time I run 5Ks is if my daughter says, dad, you're running this 5K with me. Then I would run the 5K. Otherwise, no, I just don't. Mm-hmm do that stuff because I'm not that fast. I'm not that good at it. I yeah. would view myself as more. You might not be a competitive runner, but you're still a runner nonetheless. Yeah. I'm a guy who likes fitness. Mm-hmm. I would say for that is who I am. You Running know, I'm just enthusiast. A, I'm a guy. Yeah. I'm a guy who just likes to be in shape. Yeah. And maybe identify as a thinner guy and not a bigger guy. So therefore sure. yeah. I'm going to do yeah. things to keep me to be the thinner guy, not the bigger guy. So if you want to look at like, how do you identify yourself and which way are you heading? I would say, well, I do it to burn flab. I mean, it's the main reason that mm-hmm. I do it. And also because here's another great reason when you get older to do stuff. Talk to people in the medical field. Talk to your uh, physical therapist. Talk to nurses. And, and realize that the population is advancing at a rapid pace. The number of people over 60 and over they are not going to have enough nurses to take care of you mm. when you get older if you are not in good shape. I would say there's a reason. I told my wife that the other day. I'm like, here's a reason to stay in shape. Who's going to take care of you someday? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Assuming I'm not around. You've got it. Let's stay in shape. Let's be fit because I'd rather be that person. Well, I'd rather be somebody who's healthy. When I'm that age, all the doctors would have gotten a degree from Zoom, Zoom University. <laughs> so uh, that's my motivation to stay healthy personally. Um, as long as we're motivated, right? So, <laughs> But anyway, I think in building good habits, if you want to talk about fitness, I think there's things that should be habitual yeah. that we do. And I know for me that the more I identify with being in shape and if I'm really more serious about it, then there's other steps there that I'll take. I won't eat as poorly mm-hmm. i'll make better choices right because yeah. i have more of a mentality of i'm i'm here to get fit correct right yeah no and that's part of this thinking in your habit of like I, your identity and how you see yourself mm-hmm. where you want to head right yeah so the next phase of that would be your small choices your everyday not not necessarily your big choices but your your smaller ones so when you go into the break room and there's a bowl of apples and a box of donuts well what does the bigger guy eat what does the thinner guy eat who do i identify as and which choice are they going to make in this situation right the, the bowl of apples or the box of donuts so that's where you got it like and your your smaller choices are going to add up and compound and really, you're probably the identity is probably going to come more from all these smaller choices than just your you saying who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, I'm not making your choice. You got to make your choice. Which one do you want to identify with? Well, I'll probably you can go from donut, there. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's a blueberry donut, in there, there are certain donuts I don't eat. Cream filled donuts, I don't like. There are other <laughs> kind of donuts I'm like. Either. No, I'm not interested in that. Uh-huh. Blueberry cake donut, that's mine. Yeah. Everyone really should know that. It yeah. should just be a roll. <laughs> and you know, you and I, if there's a, if there's, come on, if they set a tray of cookies in there, we're mm-hmm. hammering them one by one oh, all yeah. day long. Yeah, I mean, no, so. that's, and that's what's so tough because when, when it's so obvious and it's just in plain sight, it's hard not to just go for it just because it's, it's accessible. I know, honestly. I know, I hear you. I've been there a hundred times. When I, there was one point where I'm like, I'm going to lose a few pounds. I wasn't even eating the cookies they bring on Tuesday night. 
I was walking straight by the multiple. That's rows. hard. I'm not I'll doing give it to you. That's tough. <laughs> I'm not doing that right now. But so I think that power though, I have identity and then building the systems, like you say, you know, sometimes the small steps, sometimes others like, well, how am I going to really accomplish this? Mm-hmm. If, if I want to be in better shape, how am I going to accomplish that? If you want to say, I really, you know, want to be a nicer person to my wife or my kids. And what are the small steps I'm going to take? And what are the decisions every day I'm going to make? Now, let's say you want to be a loving husband. So that habitually is going to be my pattern. Well, am I going to compliment my wife today? Am I going to buy her flowers? Am I going to make a date? Am I going to ask her how her day went? Like, what am Mm -hmm. I, right? All those small steps are going to lead to that. Right, right. I'm not a big thing on, a big guy on manifesting things. But in the book, he does talk about, like, make it, make your application more practical. Say what time you're going to do whatever it is you're going to do. Hey, at 4.30, when I get home today, I'm going to work out kind of kind of say it out loud yeah, right. before it happens that way you have it in your head that you have something to do at 4:30 when it rolls around right. and that in this kit work out hey i'm taking my wife out tonight we don't usually do it tonight 6:30 we're going out right. we got to be whatever it is hey i'm going to do this and that way you have it like in your head of your decision is kind of made i am going to do this right that way when the time comes and then it's just to execute. Yeah. And that kind of goes with scheduling, which we were talking about in the, exactly. in the last podcast as mm-hmm. well. But I do think the goals are important and it's important to create expectations. Even when you have children who are coming home, a lot of times, you know, Jerry would battle, well, you know, they come home, well, I need you to rake leaves or do this or clean your room or, and oh, 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 oh. Right. I'm like, you should have told them that before they went to school. Right. Exactly. Not when they first walk in the door and then you're loading them up. You should have told, mm-hmm. you should have created the expectation before they left the house that that's what they're going to do. And, and then all day long, they would, they would have it in their brain. They were going to do it. Right. Instead all day long, they had it in their brain. They were going to do nothing. So when mm-hmm. they got home, guess what they want to do? Nothing. nothing. Now you're trying to reprogram that. Exactly. Where, what does our brain say at the beginning of the day? You know, what am I trying to accomplish today? What am I going to get done today? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was a kid and I had nothing to do, I was, I would enjoy doing nothing. My dad had the audacity to interrupt my doing nothing to do chores. Right. And it was terrible. Let right. me tell you. Right. I had nothing <laughs> that I was enjoying doing. <laughs> no, we had. Because who wants to leave that, really? No, when I lived out in the country, we had, uh, you guys all know, like just big yards, tons of leaves. Man, we lived in Cleveland. It, was, it wasn't that bad. You know, we could mow the whole lawn in like an hour. It wasn't a huge deal. But when he had his mulch and stuff, oh, I hated that. Right. I hated that stuff. Someday you'll probably have your kids doing that stuff. Someday it, go, it comes around, man. It, it comes down in cycles. Well, my, but one thing you well, and I were servants. talking to about before the show, which I thought was important. Let's say if, if you have a habit and, you know, you need to write a, it could say write a card to somebody. Well, maybe have the card there. So you remember to do it, yeah. you know, some, some way to remind it. Or if you're trying to break the habit of like, I habitually look at my phone mm-hmm. driving down the road. I habitually look at my phone. Like I just habitually look at it. almost the only time I wouldn't, if I'm out running, I don't, if usually if I'm hiking, not much, you know, cause I have the camera in my hand. So I have something else in my hand, but there's something in my hand. Right. So if I wanted to break that, then I just can't have the phone around me. Mm-hmm. If, exactly. it's, if I, as soon as I see it, what am I going to think? Pick, pick up, up the phone. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. so if you put it somewhere else, and there've been times I've done that, actually, I would leave it out at Becky's desk and I just went, I'm like, I'll come get that at noon. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm mm-hmm. just not going to look at it. Yeah. No, the, the visibility and un or invisibility of things really assist in creating new habits or breaking old habits. Right. Um, for example, I never hardly ever drank coffee until I came 
became pastor here. Coffee just out. It's everywhere. It's at every event. It's the same here. I drink coffee <laughs> daily, sometimes right. multiple times a day. Right. Why? Because it's there. Because it's on the counter. It's sitting out. Right. Sunday mornings, Tuesday nights. It's it's always out. It's it's visible. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I'm sure the same would be uh, would be true if if it was like an eggnog bar and you make all these drinks and cinnamon like if it you know what i'm saying like i'll probably drink whatever it was if it was fruits and vegetables whatever you know what i'm saying yeah because it's all because it's just always there it's always just right so the same the same is true with the inverse if it's invisible it will help you break that habit so yeah you're right if you if you put your phone away or keep that in a different room especially when you're with other people you're going to be a lot more present you're not going to be on your phone you're not going to be reaching for your phone because it's it's not kind of out of sight, out of mind is how I operate a lot. So when it comes to breaking a bad habit, um, the book used as an example, like if you play an Xbox all the time, when you're done playing it, wrap it up, put it away in the closet. Don't leave it out. Most people have their TV in like their main room or whatever, put it away where you can't see it. And you're less likely to think about it and want to play or start playing every time you look at it and see it. So when it comes to starting a good habit, let's say you want to read your Bible every day, have your Bible laying out on, you know, at the table or wherever you're going to read and have that little zone, that little area, the couch, the chair, whatever it is with your Bible already there. That way, when you sit down, you see your Bible open and you're more likely because you have that routine, you have that area, the chair, the couch, whatever it is, and your open Bible right there. And you're going to start associating that with reading your Bible. Right. So you sit in this chair. This is kind of like my, my devotional chair and my prayer chair. Here's my Bible right next to it. Let me open it up and start reading. People who have their Bible on their phone convince me otherwise, but. Well, what kind of habits are you trying to establish? Like, is there anything in your life right now that you're trying to establish or. Um, yes, because with the, with small groups and everything started, I am, I'm out Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night. So I don't need, I'm not even like home until Wednesday night. So like exercise so it's like three days of no exercise and then i come home and i want to ride the bike but i'm just out of practice haven't done in three four days you know what i'm saying so that's a hard groove to get in now if it was like every other day it'd be a lot easier because it's a lot more regular this is kind of i'm just i just it just happens you almost have to force it like i have to force myself to run like today i was gonna run this morning then other things came up i was talking to jer and then okay so i'll I'll just run today mm-hmm. at some point, but I'm forcing the issue because I, I realized like I, and only the second time this week I've run because other things got in the way, like rain, mm-hmm. like it rained for the first three days. Of yeah, the week. exactly. So, so every time I wanted to go run, I'm like, it's raining. So yeah, I didn't, I will run in the rain sometimes, but it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So, and then I'm going to hike with a friend tomorrow. I'll count that as run and you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But again, it all comes down to what are your habits? I think sometimes Man, I just think we have bad habits and you have to replace this kind of like repentance. Mm-hmm. If you're, and I told this one young man I was talking to last week about that. I said, look, do you understand what repentance is? Repentance is turning away from the bad and turning to God. But if you don't put something else in that place, it's like mm-hmm. sometimes people say, well, I'm going to quit smoking pot. And they fall right into smoking cigarettes or I'm going to quit doing this drug. They fall right into alcoholism. Well, they're just replacing it with something else that's also not the best thing. So mm. what are you going to put in its place? I think is mm. a huge one. What mm-hmm. are you doing instead? Like when you're going to reach for that cigarette or you're going to 
uh, reach for that, you're tempted to drink. What are you going to do instead? Are you going to pray? Are you going to call your friend? Are you going to take a walk? Are you going to, there's got to be something else that you're putting in there to crowd it out, mm-hmm. to crowd out the space to do things that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Cause then you have a hole in your, in your schedule and in your um, mindset really. Cause right. well, I mean, over time, essentially you've carved out a rut of what you've always done and so getting out of that rut is very difficult. You got to start to carve a new one now right. uh, with your repetition, with your routine. So, yeah, you have to. That's a good point. You have to um, substitute right. something else. This is th- talking about change. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about how do you change your life? And I know in the, uh, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, where it says, put off the old man, put on the new. Mm. You got to, you put off lying and put on truth. You put off stealing and put on working and helping others. You put Mm -hmm. off bad words and put on good words. The whole thing is always at replacing it with the, almost in some ways, the opposite thing. And so that's, to me, is a great victory verse, a great victory passage, because I realize you have to change. You had said something earlier to object, you know, in at rest tends to stay at rest. Object in motion tends to stay in motion. And I think for us, Sometimes, man, people can get in that rut of just coming home and sitting on their couch. Mm-hmm. And it's really not who they want to be. Like, do they really want to be that person that comes home and sits on the couch every day, doesn't serve, watches TV for hours, goes to sleep, gets up and do it, do it the next day? Probably not. But if you don't make a plan like you you have in here, you know, the habit loop, which I think it starts with what, you know, make it visible, satisfying, it's easy, it's attractive. You know I mean? These are kind of a process you go through of what do I really want to be and start moving, Mm -hmm. start saying, no, when I get home, if I sit on that couch for 10 minutes, it's going to turn into 30 minutes. It's going to turn into all night. So I can't come home and sit on the couch. The first thing I do, there's almost has to be those steps when you're talking about breaking habits or establishing new habits that, I have to take a good first step. Like I have to know, like you said, when you get home, I'm going to get on that bike. Or when I get home, I'm going to put on my workout clothes. Or when I get home, I'm going to put on my walking shoes. I'm going to hit the trail. Like as soon as I get home, I know this is what I'm going to do because when I sit down, it's over. Right. Exactly. Right. No. And that's, that's a really good point because then your body associates sitting down with resting or going to sleep. And after a long day, you're like, Feels kind of nice to just yeah. chill out for a second. Well, like, of course no, it I gotta, does. It feels great. I got to mow the lawn. I got to, you know, <clears throat> enjoy the sun while it's shining because right. the daylight's getting less and less and less. It's like, man, we're going to be inside the next six months now. I mean, I won't be, but in the week I will be because you can't help it. In the week you get home, it's dark at 5 o'clock. There's nothing you can do. That's why right. the weekends are important. But this year, uh, in part because I was aggravated with the Browns, and to me to watch football means I have to pay someone $60, $70 a month to get Fubo whatever and I can get the local channels, then I only get the Browns, which at this point I don't really want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I told Jerry, I said, in, instead of doing that, I'm going to go hiking. Mm-hmm. Or last week we were looking for water spouts, so we went to, you know, we got lunch, we ate lunch at home, we went up to Fairport Harbor, we hung out, we watched waves, then we went to, came to Ashtabula, and we just hung out and watched the sunset and just goofed around. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was really beautiful. You know, some of the stuff we saw was really spectacular. And I think about how many Sunday afternoons I spent watching football in my life. I mm-hmm. mean, a major part of my life. I am an avid, rabid NFL fan. Like, I don't like football a little bit. I love it. So, to me, to take that step of I'm not going to watch it, 
it's not that I hate them. Like, I don't hate the NFL. I do pay attention to scores. I watch how the Eagles are doing. I would love mm -hmm. to watch the Eagles if they're on a Monday night or something. If I could, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch football. I'm just saying I'm doing something else instead. Instead of watching football and taking that time on these beautiful, gorgeous fall days, I'm doing something else. But are you wishing you were watching football? No. That's good. No, not at all. How often when you're walking, hiking or whatever, are you thinking thinking about it? Uh, sometimes I was a big fantasy football player, so I think the, the big thrill of watching football was your players getting big touchdowns and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'll go through the scores in a day just to see, oh, man, that guy, whoever had that quarterback's having a huge day today or whoever had that running back's having a great day today because I just want to be in touch with it. Like, I still want to know what running backs are doing great, what wide receivers are doing great. So I'll look through the stats and the games, and I enjoy that. But no, honestly, not that much. It hasn't been hard. Mm. And don't forget, I mean, you're coming out of summer where you haven't watched it at all anyway. Right. Like, I mean, we haven't right. watched football since the Super Bowl. So it's not like yeah, true. It's, true. it's a big, big deal. But I like having, no, we are hiking. Mm-hmm. And so I'll tell my kids that. So some days, you know, hey, guys, I'm going to one day we went with Cassie to do a Build-A-Bear thing. And because they were doing that, my other daughter was doing it for a baby shower, gave mm -hmm. her a Build-A-Bear thing. And they could tell their child that there is going to be born in November. They love it. And they put it in the voice box. Mm -hmm. It's a cool thing they do. And so then we went hiking and uh, Cass couldn't do it and Tony, but then Ben and Mick were there. So we went to South Chagrin Reservation mm. and we just hiked around and had a good time and mm -hmm. hung out. I would honestly, I can't believe that I wasn't doing this anyway. Like now I'm establishing this as my yeah. pattern. I'm like, what were you thinking? Yeah. You know, and I had been breaking away from it in prior post or prior years too. Cause sometimes I would just put it on the radio, listen to it and go to brands. I mean, I didn't always stay and watch football, but it, it's rough, man. I'm telling you what, like when you're that big of a football fan and you play fantasy football and you're into it as deep as I was. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's something, but no, do I miss it or think that much about it? No, other than, Hey, how are the Eagles doing? You know, I, yeah, I want to see this score. So I'll check it first half, second half, nothing, mm -hmm. no big deal. Yeah. No, yeah. my wife and I, we watch such little TV. People wouldn't believe it. There's been multiple times in my adult life where I didn't even own a TV. Wow. People are like completely baffled by that. Eric, what do you do instead? Literally anything, everything. Right. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah, I feel left out when people are talking about the latest whatever show, but it's like, man, five seasons? I'm not sitting down and watching that. This it's hour, I, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not really. I like having it on because I'll, when I edit my photos, then I'll watch shows. Mm -hmm. But I'm only half watching it because I'm editing photos and I'm listening. It's nice yeah. background noise and it's interesting, right. so I don't mind doing it at all. Right. It's but I if it's daylight. Mm -mm. I can't be inside. Like I just, yeah. uh, other than the office, like if I'm working, yes. If I'm teaching, yes. You know, I'm, I'm definitely Absolutely. not outside, but if, if I'm not, yeah. I, I can't do it. I mean, it's a sunny day. Like I, there's daylight. I just cannot be in the house. I mean, because I'm like, that just I'm seems like you. a waste of time, but for sure. But these are changes though. Sometimes the person who may be right now listening to us and say, yeah, you know, I am caught up too much in this series. Yes. I am too caught up in TV or I'm too caught up in relaxation. Or I'm too caught up in whatever it is. You can get uncaught up. You can mm -hmm. start to change your life. Like you can change your life by making good decisions or like you say, Make it accessible. Start making a plan. Uh, if your cell phone's a problem, keep it away from you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're not as tempted yeah. to look at it. So if, like, for this show, I haven't had my cell phone even around me, do I miss it? No, because I'm doing something else. That's right. the key. Right. When I'm doing I've seen a, a little um, 
our my little buddy Jazzy. I've been out with her at times, and she loves her phone, like a lot of kids mm-hmm. do. But I've always noticed if she was outside with me, she would never look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got something better. Right. You know, and I think ultimately this can, over time, really add to like the fulfillment of people's lives, and they have probably opens up a lot more time in their schedule right. as well, because. Uh, a lot of people want to be more involved. They want to serve, but they just have no time. They want to be part of some sort of team, but they feel like they have no time. Right. We're all because all their time is taken up. Right. And I, I don't argue with them because I think a lot of their time is taken up. But once you kind of have more of a control and you are in better habits, you do have more time, which then opens up time to serve. Yeah, time to be a part of. Time, and, yeah. Right. And um, I think there's a lot more fulfillment and satisfaction in. In, in that sense, being an active member of the church right. that way, then well, I have no time. You, you, you can do it. it. It very much frustrates me when I hear people who work just 40 hours a week when I think of how many hours I'm working. And, and then they'll talk about how hard it is to do the same thing I'm doing, which is to help an organization out a little bit. And I would just like, it's hard for me to hear sometimes, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. It's like, okay. I hear like, I don't want any part of it. Like I don't want any part of the griping because I know it can be done because you do right. it and you got to, but that's not our point. I mean, our point is, Hey, establish good habits, break bad habits. Exactly. Ephesians two are four, 22 through 24. Great passage. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to Eric host the show talking about this and that. I think it's cool. It looks like a good book. So yeah, I do recommend it. Atomic habits by James clear. Yeah. sounds good, man. Anyway, you guys all have a great and a fantastic week.